I'm DeWitt Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment. No illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become sold on this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm DeWitt Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen, of your constitutional rights, to provide educational and occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. I'm excited about today's show because today's guests are two more of my introduction to criminal justice students, giving emerging adults a voice. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to some and present to others the ingenious and masterful Mr. Isaac Gonzalez and Miss Amanda Hickman. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. All right. Before we get into segment one, I just want to check up on you guys. The good thing about having you guys on the podcast is I get to check up on you to see how you're doing. How's things going regarding navigating the online class it's actually pretty easy you know i'm not having much trouble with it at all everything's pretty easy to access so okay what about you amanda it's my first full online class so it's been interesting i haven't had too much problem with it so oh that's music to my ears that lets me know that i'm doing a halfway decent job of making it clear and plain as to what you need to do online your very first online class. Awesome. Is this your first class too, Isaac? Uh, yeah, my first full online one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You guys, according to my grade book, are doing a wonderful job for this to be your first online class. All right. This is the end of the fourth week and you have had four homework assignments and you'll have your second exam or second test next week. Any questions about that? Nope. All right. Very good. Segment one. Segment one is for the educational and occupational guidance of high school and college students. We accomplished this by having our guests introduce themselves. So if you would, tell the audience where you were born and raised, what high school you attended, your planned major, why you enrolled in the class, and give us one career goal, beginning with you, Amanda. All right. Um, I'm Amanda. I was born in Park Ridge, Illinois, but I spent a few years in Round Lake Beach. And then I moved here when I was young to Normal, and I've been here since. I attended Normal Community High School. I'm not exactly sure what I want to major in. I think probably something along the sciences, why I enrolled in the class. I've always found criminal justice really interesting. For years, I've just been watching documentaries, videos, learning about anything I can with the system. So I wanted to learn more. And one career goal of mine, I'd say, is just to make some kind of difference. 
um, I want to graduate college and do something. Awesome, Amanda. Isaac? I was actually born in Chicago. I lived there uh, most of my life. Then about four years ago, moved down here with my dad. Uh, I went to Calvary Christian Academy. It's kind of by like ISU campus. I'm actually planning to major in criminal justice. Criminal justice is uh, very interesting to me. I always thought it was cool. I enrolled in the class because I wanted to learn more about it. A career goal of mine is I'm trying to be a lawyer. Awesome. Okay. Is there any advice? You guys have recently made the transition from high school to college. You're big time college students now. Is there any advice that you would give to those high school seniors or high schoolers that want to attend college? Uh, I'd say choose your classes wisely. College is a lot more work than high school is. If you think it's going to be the same, it's not. Don't choose too many classes because you'll end up regretting that. (laughs) Okay. Amanda? Similarly, I'd say it's definitely a lot of work and you got to be prepared for that. I'd say it's also okay to not fully know what you're doing yet. Kind of just use the time to explore. Okay. All right. Very good. Segment two, constitutional rights. The theme of our course textbook is individual rights versus public safety. We sometimes are required to give up our individual rights for the safety of the American people, i.e. 9-11 and the insurrection, where the courts are ordering insurrectionists to turn over their emails and phone records. We all have individual rights that the system must respect. That said, what is your favorite constitutional right? I would say the Fourth Amendment, because I believe we all have the right to like privacy. If someone came unreasonably to try and search me, uh, I'm glad we have the Fourth Amendment in place because we all have the right to keep our things private and not everybody needs to know. Amanda? Um, I like the Fifth Amendment Amendment because um, of double jeopardy. I think it's a good thing that you can't really be tried for something if you've already been tried for it before and they came to a conclusion. They can't just keep knocking on your door for the rest of your life. Like, hey, we got more evidence. And I think it also kind of motivates the prosecution to come to you with a more sturdy case to begin with, not waste people's time. Awesome. The Fourth and Fifth Amendments, two very, very important rights in the criminal justice system. The Fourth Amendment dealing with search and seizure, very, very important. Isaac, I once had a client knowing he had marijuana in his back pocket, gave the police consent to search him. Really? <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. And the Fifth Amendment, double jeopardy. Yes, if you found not guilty, you don't want them to be trying to uh, retry you over and over. Right, Amanda? Right. Awesome. Great job, guys. All right. So before we move on to segment three, in our most recent chapter titled oversight and law enforcement professionalism, you've learned about citizen complaint boards, internal affairs, Illinois versus Cabalas, Rodriguez versus United States, MAP versus Ohio, Gideon versus Wainwright, and much more. Illinois versus Cabalas is one of the more interesting cases where the United States Supreme Court has ruled absent reasonable suspicion Officers may not extend the length 
of a traffic stop to conduct a dog sniff. With the legalization of marijuana, what is your opinion of a dog sniff? Beginning with you, Amanda, when I ask you that question, we know that Illinois cannabis and marijuana is legal in Illinois, but the Supreme Court has said that it is okay for a dog to come out and sniff the individual's vehicle. But knowing that marijuana is legal now, what do you, what's your position on that? Or, or how do you view that? Or how do you respond to that? For a vehicle, I guess it makes sense that you can't really have it even while you're driving or in your vehicle. That's the same for a lot of things. Even if it's legal, you'd still be under the influence. Then again, if you just have it in your car, I don't know. That's a tough one. Okay. What about uh, legalization uh, of marijuana? Do you think that it's okay for it to be legalized at the federal level? Yeah, I think it's objectively not as dangerous as other legal drugs such as alcohol. And it's been proven to help a lot medically, too. Really, there's just not a lot of downsides to it. If the government's selling it, they get a lot from taxes. Yeah, I have no problem with it. I think they should definitely legalize that there's a lot of people in jail who are there for nonviolent crimes who are still being held for marijuana use, which doesn't really make sense. Okay. Same question for you, Isaac. Let's go back to the Illinois versus Cabalas case first. Allowing a dog sniff, there's reasonable suspicion and the officers don't extend the length of the traffic stop to get the dog out there. What's your take on that? If marijuana is legalized, then I don't see the point of the dog sniff. I mean, there's really no point in them checking to see if you have marijuana or not. I mean, I guess they could be checking to see if you had other drugs, but if marijuana was the sole thing that was legalized, then I don't see any point in having the dogs come and sniff your car out. Awesome. I once had an individual say to me, well, DeWitt, is the dog not intelligent or what? They didn't find nothing. What did they bring the dog out there for? Okay, so Isaac, in in regard to marijuana or cannabis being legalized at the federal level, What's your take on that? Uh, I think that was a good idea because um, I've also heard it helps a lot with like medical purposes. Like my grandma has arthritis and she took uh, medical marijuana and she said the pain, it helped out with the pain a lot. It being legalized, I believe, I think that was a good idea. Okay. So you believe that not only should it be legalized by the states, you saying that it should be legalized at the federal level as, as well. Because one of the things that, one of the issues is that because it's not legalized at the federal level, it can cause individuals problems in that way as well. But you actually are saying that you believe that it should be legalized on a federal level. Yes? Yeah, I do believe it should be legalized on a federal level. All right. Segment three, being a voice for change. As emerging adults going through life who grew up in a predominantly white America, what say you about white supremacy and Black Lives Matter? Beginning with you, Amanda. I think that white supremacy is more common in America than people tend to think or want to believe because our country is different than it is today. A lot of people just don't even believe that any kind of racism exists. Yeah, I think that the growth of Black Lives Matter has finally started to 
bring more awareness to people, different kinds of people. And I think that we are finally getting people to kind of hear. I think it is making a difference. Okay. Let me ask you this, Amanda. When an African-American like myself says Black Lives Matter, you interpret that to mean that we're not saying Caucasian lives or Mexican lives or Italian lives don't matter. No. Okay. All right. Very good. Isaac? I I do believe white supremacy is still kind of an issue. Uh, As much as people don't want it to be, white Caucasian race is still looked to be as the uh, highest out of all of them. And I don't see why, like going to the Black Lives Matter, I, I do believe it started to spread awareness to everybody else that it's not solely just Black Lives Mattering. It's everybody. And um, but they were showing that the African-Americans were being targeted the most out of anybody else. Their whole point was to try to raise awareness that it's not just them. Every minority was being targeted at the same time as well. Awesome, Isaac. All right. I asked all my guests and you guys are the you will be the 27th episode. What I asked all my guests is what is it that you would like to see the Biden administration accomplish? Beginning with you, Isaac. I'd like to see them try to make the economy a little better because the economy right now is not good. Gas prices shot up, food prices shot up and everything. Just just for them to make the economy a little better would be a huge help to everybody. Amanda? We have a lot of refugee soldiers from Afghanistan from recently, and a lot of them are here without their families. And it's going to be hard for them to get citizenship or anything like that. So I just like to see the Biden administration bring their families here, too. Awesome. I can't think of the avenue in which the Biden administration has been able to do it. But they took some of the money of Afghanistan and began to administer it and distribute it to those who are here uh, that you are referring to, Amanda. So I, I saw that in the news today. So I thought that I thought, yeah, absolutely. I thought that that was awesome. What do you guys think about free community college, Amanda? I think it should be free. I think it would be pretty beneficial for everyone. I mean, you have so many people out there who can't afford to get an education and community college. We ca- we have the money to pay for it and it would be worth it for the results. You get better educated communities. That's where you start. Uh, yeah, I do believe it should be free. I think it'll encourage more people to go to college and it'll it'll push people to like want to go to college more and be successful with their careers. Yeah, definitely. A lot of people cannot afford to go to college. And we know that education is a big key to success and being successful and having a career and being able to care for yourself. Awesome. Police reform. Shout out to my alma mater, my undergrad alma mater, Lincoln University, the first HBCU to have a police academy with the approach being training white and officers of color together. What is one thing you believe we can do to reform law enforcement? Beginning with you, Amanda. Before you answer, though, I want to add this. Do you think there should be no knock warrants in light of what happened to Breonna Taylor 
and the fact that 70 percent of no knock warrants are executed on the black community, even though the black community only makes up about 15 percent of the country. What, what do you think? Should we what's one way that we could reform policing, Amanda? I think one big thing is just to slightly defund the police and reallocate those funds to things like education, healthcare, rehab, things that prevent crime in the first place. I would also just say better training, more de-escalation focus. And honestly, I don't really think they should be able to no-knock warrants. It is clear to you, Amanda, sounds like you have done some premeditation on this concept of defunding the police. When you uh, refer to defund the police, you don't believe that means reducing the police force. That means like take some money that is being given into law enforcement and putting it sort of at the front end, if you will, to help individuals that are driving them, some of those social ills that are driving them to violate the law in the first place. Right. And you can address that first. Okay. And so you're not saying don't back the blue, right? Right. Not necessarily. I don't. Yeah. Isaac? I don't believe the no-knock warrant should be in place. It's, it's, uh, it can be dangerous at times in some situations. It's making the law enforcement better. I kind of agree with Amanda calming situations down more and like de-escalating. If they escalate situations, it can only get worse. Can't get any better. So working on de-escalation would be a big help. Awesome. So both of you guys make a very good point. If police officers are trained to or part of their training is to de-escalate situations and circumstances, then we would have less shootings. Awesome. One last question that refers to voter suppression. Is there a relationship between voting and the criminal justice system? In other words, is there a correlation or Amanda, can you make a correlation between going out and voting and the criminal justice system? By voting, you are making a difference in who is making the decisions for you because at a personal level, you might not be able to change laws or anything in the system, but our officials can. And that also has to do with representation. If you have the proper res- representation, you'll probably see more things change. Okay, good. Isaac? Uh, our votes do matter in the criminal justice system. Um, we are putting the people in office who t- dictate to a certain point how we live our daily lives. So our votes definitely do matter. Awesome, guys. You guys have been wonderful. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Heartland Community College students at the front end of their college careers, important constitutional rights, and emerging adult voices on how to make America great. Until next time, keep living your best life. God bless and Godspeed. Mm-hmm.